Welcome to episode 66. Today's guest is Kiona Cox, modern-day Renaissance woman, loved by Jesus, mother of five, entrepreneur, founder, architect, chief strategist, solutionist, author, conversationalist, and investor who overcame murder, single motherhood, and nearly $1 million in debt. She is a voice for the mentally, physically, and spiritually oppressed, lonely, forgotten, hurt, disenfranchised, hopeless, poor, outcast, displaced, imprisoned, misconceived, and the sick, functioning as a bridge of assisting them in viewing life through a different lens by way of books, digital media, ministry, entertainment, fashion, arts, technology, products, education, and other invaluable resources. Thank you for subscribing, reviewing, and downloading this podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you. Now be the messenger of hope and send this episode to one of your friends. Enjoy this conversation with Kiona. How would you like to master your mind to transform your life, overcome anxiety, trauma, doubt, and suffering, to win daily and enjoy a life of confidence, peace, and freedom? This is your unique opportunity to work directly one-on-one with me in a breakthrough coaching. If you are interested, you can check out the link below and schedule your 45-minute discovery session to see if we are a fit. Welcome to Single Parent Success Stories. I am your host, Irina Shehovtsov, and I am on a mission to empower broken-hearted women to break the chains of the past and move forward boldly into the future. Single Parent Success Stories was created to inspire single parents out there who are struggling to help them realize what is possible. Hello and welcome. Today's guest, we have Kiona. Cox. She's an entrepreneur, investor, conversationalist, and author. She overcame murder, single motherhood, and nearly $1 million of debt. She's joining us from Las Vegas, Nevada. She has three sons and is pregnant with twins. Welcome, Kiona. It is a pleasure to have you. The pleasure to be on. How are you today? how are you good good so i'd like to ask all my guests to please share their story how did you became a single parent what are some of the things struggles you have faced in your journey well i actually became a mom at the age of 17 with my first son i was pregnant um, at 16 and 17 Um, I actually had independent studies, so it kind of worked out. I had him right um, before, I mean, excuse me, after I graduated. So I graduated 11th and 12th grade in the same year, and I had him about a month and a half later. So I didn't have to do the school thing and the mom, and so not a statistic of of that, of dropping out of high school. Um, And then 11 months later, I had my... uh, second son so yeah they're Irish twins (laughs) and um and yeah and then in 2002 I had my third son and as you said right now I'm currently almost seven months pregnant with more twin boys so I have five boys (laughs) and um as 
as it pertains to how I became a single mom, um, just the dad and I, we weren't married. Again, I was 16, young, and um, that's pretty much how I became the single mom. Like we weren't married and things just didn't work out between the two of us. So, yeah. And what are some of the struggles that you faced when you became a single mom or everything was going great? Um, no, I won't say everything was going great. Um, boys are exciting, though. I do have a goddaughter who's older than my first son. And so I have the experience with the girls because I had her as well. And boys are different. And yeah, no, boys are fun. But I would say that the most challenging was um, for them to, for the parents to not be together um, because it affected the children. I would say that was the most challenging and especially with us living in different states. Um, that's not how initially it was, but he did end up moving and we were in different states. So that was the most challenging, especially for my, my oldest son. And how did you deal with that? Well, I just stayed focused on them, which um, I won't necessarily recommend all of your time being spent on the kids. You do have to have your own time, but I didn't know that. I felt like I had to, to overcompensate um, for the parents. Oh, by the way, my first two, they have the same dad. And then my third son, he had a different dad. And similarly with him, we weren't married. We weren't, um, yeah, the relationship didn't work. And he actually got murdered in 2000, ooh, 2000, what was that, 2009? Two, two weeks before my third son's birthday. So that was a challenge with explaining to a seven-year-old, where's his dad? Um, why are their dad, you know, their dad is around with kind of what's going on. Um, but it, it worked out because their dad did allow for him to come around with them, my oldest and my second son their dad allowed for my youngest to come with them come with him when they would go so um that was kind of cool with that one to help him through that as well mm -hmm. what are some of the things you wish you knew if you could go back and give advice to your younger self what would you tell her i would have said wait <laughs> wait for what um I would have definitely waited until I was married at that time. Um, again, because as I said, that was the most challenging part of it. Um, I didn't mind the homework and going to the, the sports because you have boys now and they wanted the skate parks and they wanted the Monster Jam uh, tickets and WWF and WWE. So, um, I have a little tomboy in me uh, with the NBA, but with boys, yeah, it was just something keeping them keeping them active. And they used to like to skateboard. So we would go to the park and skateboard park or whatever they enjoy to do. We would discuss that the week, um, midweek to see what that was about. And they would share what it was. So, but yeah, juggling it um, definitely would recommend getting support, like a support group, other parents to get involved, um, where either you can switch off or even together, having the parents get together and um, 
you guys work together with, with the kids. <laughs> Definitely say a, a, a great support group. Yeah, totally, totally. What about financially, mentally? Were there any um, challenges in that regard? Well, initially, financially, it was fine. I was, before we moved to Los Angeles, I was making some great money and um, in the Bay Area. And then I moved to Los Angeles and we, I was in the entertainment industry, the fashion entertainment industry. So um, they were spoiled. <laughs> They had pretty much everything that they wanted. One time my oldest son complained like, we have too many clothes. And um, yeah, like they, they just had anything from Hot Wheels to even a train, the first and second, they had a train. We had a train in the house that you could actually ride on with the track. So, so yeah, they were, they were really spoiled. Um, and I exposed them to a lot, not just that. We would go to museums and you know, just showing them different things at a young age. So that's good. That's good. So you gave them the opportunity. They got to see a lot of things, and that's good. What, uh, Heikos? What do you think is the most important trait to instill in a child? You definitely have to be grounded. I mean, this is a different time right now. So I'm like, hey, this is interesting with these two. I know it will definitely be a different rearing than the others, because back then you didn't have the COVID, you didn't have some of the things that are going on right now. Um, but back then, I definitely, for them, I taught them a lot of, um, kids nowadays are kind of sheltered and yay. They, they were spoiled, but also at the same time, teaching them uh, responsibility. So if they had money, I would have them to spend. At first, they used to say, no, why do I have to spend my own money? But it was just showing them responsibility. They had a debit card when they were in um, elementary school. I got them business cards. And so just really teaching them how to be responsible at a young age. They did have chores. Um, helping to keep them organized because that's something now you have the internet and all of these YouTube videos and and a lot of these millennials they don't want to go to college anymore because they're like why do I have to do that I can go on YouTube and I can, I'm seeing them getting this million and I'm seeing them doing this and so it's really um, they have to discover um, what they were born to do what is their purpose and so watching your children and seeing what they are naturally gifted at, I really encourage parents to um, get in there, watch them and, in, and help to direct them in there versus doing what the parents want them to do. Because a lot of parents, a lot of parents live through their children and then, oh, if I'm a doctor, then I want you to be a doctor too. And it's like, no, that may not be what their purpose is. Yes, you do have some families that are like that, but that's not uh, the, the normal for everyone to be a doctor or everyone to be an attorney or everyone to be in sports. So yeah, just encouraging the parents to um, find out what that gift is individually. And when you have multiple kids, not to compare and say, okay, well, they have to do the same thing because no, those three, they were very, all three different and wanted to do different things. So um, I had to find out and watch them. What is it? This one was gifted at 
and supporting them in that to get them to where they are. And I have to do the same with these two. <laughs> How do you do it? How do you watch them? How do I do it? Mm -hmm. Give me an, an example. How, oh, how do I watch them? Yeah. Okay, so like for instance, my third son, when he was like two years old, he could literally um, put the Xbox together, hook it up, no instructions from mm -hmm. the TV to the cords to everything. And I was like, okay, he's really good with his hands. Uh, my sister had watched him. She was like, I, I don't believe that. <laughs> Do I still do that? Like, I don't believe that. And yeah, like he can change locks without looking at any instructions. He's just very, very handy. And he used to love what's that? Um, oh, uh, Minecraft, because he the architecture and things like with building. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, that is definitely him. My oldest son, he was always into sport, very athletic. He wanted to... Um, to, to work out all the time. Even my goddaughter was like, I remember when I used to come, yeah, we were like 11, 12. He wanted to go in the backyard and do push-ups. She was like, I'm not doing that. But yeah, he was already athletically built. And he just, and so with him being the personal trainer in sports right now, it really makes sense. And then my middle son, um, I say he's the brainiac. He was very into school. He's into numbers. He's um, one of his his kindergarten teachers said he was a perfectionist. So yeah, he's very detailed oriented and focused. Um, and so he actually has his own business and he's doing Forex and very into that as well. So again, it's really um, su supporting them and finding out what is it just it's by watching them what's what comes natural. Mm -hmm. And even if they are to college later on, putting them in something where it, what comes natural to enhance it. Right, right. Oh, I watched uh, Heckled when my son was six months old. He, he would get up and play the piano, not, not professionally or anything. Right. But the <laughs> urge, he had the urge to do it. And I have pictures. And now, like, I send him to the music school. And I don't know if it's... I don't yeah, see any inclination. And another thing, like, he always had a good beat. And he was always like into dancing, just so I I sent him to the uh, dance school, and I know it's like girls, it's for girls. Girls are there. <laughs> He's so awesome there, but every time uh, it's time to go, it's like I already know how to dance. Why do I have to go there? Like I I, I know what I'm like. Why did you sign me up? <laughs> so you know, it's seeing on the one side. Okay, you see, this is like what they like, and without you encouraging them or pushing them they just pick that natural uh, hobby that they like and then you as a parent like how much do you push <laughs> in that direction because they're telling you one thing but then I speak to the dance teachers like he's having a ball here he's having <laughs> and he's like so excited I think he's just trying to pull your leg or something yeah, maybe he's trying to figure it out right now. Or it could be, see, that's one thing when you say, oh, I want to be, I, I like to help people. What does that mean? Um, that could be a teacher, that could be a doctor, that could be a police officer, and especially being in the entertainment industry, because um, I was a fashion stylist, and I did go to school for fashion design, which those are two different, um, as you know, and you, I would get, I had one-on-one -on -one clients who they thought that, oh, I wanted to, I want to be a stylist. And then we would get together and within 
a, a week or so and introducing them to other areas of the industry, they're like, no, it's not that. I want to do that now. So with your son, it could be somewhere in music, but not necessarily the dance or the piano. But he did start at a young age with that ear for music or interest in music. So yeah, he'll he'll find it out. I encourage parents to don't <laughs> um, you know force the kids like they're only five. They don't have to know. <laughs> <laughs> what they're going to do for the rest of their lives or even when they get out of high school and a lot of parents I've had some teenagers oh my mom or my dad is wanting me to make a decision like right now 20 but see that's why a lot of them go to college and they drop out because they're not going with what they're really um, interested in they're just going because again the parents want them to go or they feel obligated to go or maybe they thought that that's what they wanted to do at the time but they didn't yeah yeah so true i wish there was you know another thing like to explore when kids go into college and then after they come out of there if they had a high called a year to go and try out different professions yeah that would be nice to try it out and see what, yes. what kind of resonates with you or after high school even like if they're not college bound to discover what is that your, your passion what do you want to do and then take it so from yeah there. they have some vocational schools like that and magnet schools and charter schools that could help in those areas if a student is really i know here in las vegas they have some culinary um, architecture so even before you get to college you get to test some of those industries which that's great that's you know for those who believe that oh I want to do that make it see it before they go and spend money and go off to college that was one of the reasons why I had started to do the one-on-one -on -one meetings with individuals so before they went off and furthered education and spent more money let me introduce you guys to this and so you can know this is what it is, or maybe this is what you didn't think it was, and they could avoid spending and wasting money where that's not really what they want to do. They thought they wanted to do it, but that's not really where the passion lies. Like, for instance, one of the um, clients, she was a single mother, mm -hmm. and when I told her about Estalis and the time involved, she was like, oh, no, I can't do that. Like, I can't leave. I, I have a baby. <laughs> I can't leave my child for that period of time. And so, um, yeah, she learned in that. No, I actually, I, I want to do PR. And she did. She started writing for AOL. That's, you know, kind of dating it because, yeah, AOL was very popular at that time. But she started doing articles for AOL. But she did discover in that, no, it's not the style. And I want to be a, a fashion publicist and journalist right and I'm, yeah it's awesome awesome what are some of the things that bring you joy oh oh i love a massage <laughs> <laughs> um spending time with the people who i love and and enjoy to be around um i like to relax at times movies um definitely shopping my background is fashion uh, definitely shopping um, and yeah and just reading prayer sometimes just being still sometimes um, 
but yeah nice nice what motivates you huh what motivates me yes um definitely my children um and i'm a people's person so i would say people in general um when i see other people and i i'm, I'm a just an an encourager um some say I can be a little strict at times, but it's not that I see potential in people that they don't see. And so being around me, it's like, no, you're not going to settle because it's more to you than that. So um, some aren't ready for that change, a little uncomfortable, um, a lot uncomfortable for some. <laughs> and so some are be like, okay, I'm, I'm all in. And some are like, no. You know, it's, you know, too much for me right now. I'm not ready to do that. So, but yeah, just, um, yeah, I have a heart for people. Mm -hmm. Good, good. I love it. Hey, Serena, jumping back here real quick. In a single moment, your whole life can change. Will you choose to fight it or invite it? Sacred Surrender is a new book I recently co-authored. What does surrender mean for you? Do you believe that you came here on purpose? Do you believe that you are here to be part of something bigger? To remember the path that leads to your divinity, wholeness, and destiny? May these stories remind you that life is always happening for you. If you like to get your copy and read my story, check out the link in episode notes. Who is your hero? Do you have a hero? I do, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, hands down. I don't not, not I don't have any other like superheroes or anything, but yeah, I would definitely, yeah, hands down. That that that's another uh, podcast. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> What do you want to be remembered by? Um, just the genuine authenticity of being me and doing what I was created to do. Again, purpose. My, my purpose, not trying to be like someone else, but what is it that Kiana was born to do? Because we are created, born to do something, everyone. Um, so, yeah. Did you discover what it is that you we're here to do so it was very challenging initially because um I don't brag on myself anybody who knows me know that I'm not a bragger um I don't like the spotlight um I have plenty of opportunities in the industry to be in videos and movies and things of that nature but I would always say I'm not the artist I'm the producer because I'm the behind the scenes person I don't need undivided attention I received a lot of attention growing up, so and and still, so I don't. I'm not one to thirst for for attention. So because I had gone experienced so many things, even at a young age, it was more of like, well, what do I do? Because 
I was a, a, a teenage mom, and then I was a single mom, and then I, I graduated in one year, and then I had the death of my mother at two years old, and then I didn't meet my dad until I was 16, and then I love fashion, and then I love to write, and then you, so it was all these different things, and I'm like, how do I bring them together um, and I love helping people and see again, what does that look like? Because you can go here, you can do this, you can go there. And so, yeah, it was, it, it took me, I would really say in 2000, 2011, 2010, 2011 is really when I took inventory on that. I'm like, you know what? I, I wrote down every job that I had ever had even as a teenager. And it was more than my age. And I was like, oh, absolutely not. <laughs> like I, I am in pursuit of purpose right now. This is crazy. Like I, I know I can do this, but just because people, because we know how to do it, don't necessarily mean that that is what we are to do. So or even focus on, and you can't be so scattered because you'll never accomplish even that one thing, because you're doing too many things at once and you'll spread yourself in. So it took me some time to really get that because I'm like, okay, I, I've done this. That had nothing to do with that one. <laughs> that job had nothing to do with that. And so what is it that I'm really passionate about? What is it that other people compliment me on? What comes natural to me? So I really had to sit and take inventory on that, um, which helped me to, to discover. Now, there are multiple things, but it was now, now that I know the main ones, prioritizing those to organizing and then prioritizing which one are we to go first awesome i love it it's good that you know you had that you, you reconciled and you took uh, account of all those things i had to because it was just like i was here i was there i was doing this i was doing that and i'm like no it was just too scattered mm -hmm. yeah what kind of advice can you give to single parents who are just stepping onto that journey of single parenthood Again, number one, definitely having that support system proper, whether it's family, uh, friends, or other um, single parents. That would definitely be the number one advice. Um, two, to make sure that you take out time for yourself. Um, whatever you enjoy doing, you need to take out some time for yourself and not revolve everything around the children <laughs> and I know for those first-time parents they're so excited to be a mother or, or even father because you have single fathers um and so it's all about the, the the child and or the children if you're having twins or multiples at once um but yeah you definitely have to take that time find some time for yourself and again, whatever it is that you enjoy, take out some time at least once a week and enjoy yourself. Totally agree with you on that, about the support and you know taking time for yourself. Because I was growing up in a 
mentality that once you have kids, you gotta forget about yourself and dedicate your life to the, to your kids. And yes, kids are important, but if we don't feel ourselves first, what leftovers would our kids get? Some uh, disengaged person who's just ticking off boxes and drill sergeant <laughs> <laughs> completes things and barking orders. So totally get you with the self uh, practices for yourself to fill yourself up. What are some of your practices that you do for yourself? So yeah, I'm in prayer. I meditate. I I used to walk a lot. That was very therapeutic for me. I haven't walked as much because yeah, after a while now, (laughs) okay, I have to sit down. (laughs) But yeah, I watch, I I like movies. So I definitely would like take out a day or, or shows and see what to, um, what's, what's on and, and to do that. And again, sometimes just, well, definitely resting now. Um, I've done a lot more resting than I've done in a while now. Um, so yeah, getting that rest, sitting still and, um, yeah. Good. Thank you. If people, what is uh, something, um, that's exciting in your life right now. What are you excited about right now? Oh, well, I'm definitely excited for these two. (laughs) Um, I have what, three more months or less because they said typically with twins, um, you know, most twins come earlier, but um, yeah. So yeah, that's, I'm prepared for that. Like a lot of things have been put on the shelf. I was looking at this time from this time last year and this year, (laughs) I'm like, oh, you know, definitely didn't expect it. I was just bragging about being an empty nester because my third son graduated two years ago. And so now here I am starting over. So um, as I said, definitely different with twins, um, even the pregnancy than having a singleton. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I would say most excited now. I didn't think I wanted anymore, <laughs> but no, I, I'm definitely excited. That's, I would say most excited right now. Good. Well, congratulations on your pregnancy and on having these twins. I think it's awesome. And you look like you're full of energy. Yeah, I got some unexpected rest last night. Slept through the night because yes, sometimes I'm up at two o'clock in the morning and or four and I'll stay up for an hour. I can't go back to sleep for like an hour or two. But last night I didn't have that. Awesome. Awesome. Is there anything I haven't asked you that you would like to share? You were pretty thorough. <laughs> Cause yeah, you really hit the, the key points, um, especially for first time single, you know, parents, what is the best advice? What would I have changed? Or what would I have told my younger self? Um, Yeah, well, one thing, how keep it, how do you help to keep the kids organized? Or yeah, if you have more than, more than one child, or what if you have, yeah, an older child and a younger child, the, Civil and rivalry. Right. Yeah, let's let's discuss that one real quick. Um, 
you have some civil and rivalry. Um, I asked a question last year to um, some of the media. What well, was more of a rhetorical question? Um, I did a national publicity summit, and it was about uh, siblings and sibling rivalry. And the question was, are parents to blame <laughs> in that? Because you know, there's a lot of parents who have their favorites. Now, if you ask the first, they'll tell you, I didn't have a favorite. I did handle them accordingly, because again, they are different, which that is when you have more than one child. Um, they most likely won't be the same. And so there may be some things with this one that you don't have to with the other. Um, but the important thing, we these these kids come out smart nowadays. They're even swiping phones at one years old <laughs> or one. Um, so to sit and have that conversation, if there is one of the children you may need a little more time with for whatever reason to explain that to the other child. Because mm -hmm. now, if, if, if not, then it looks like you are spending more time or why is that person more important or that, you know, that child more important than me. Um, and that's what the child is thinking. Although that may not be the reason. Um, I had a parent tell me that the reason why they did cater more to one of the children was because the other two were more independent than that one. So they felt that other one was a, just so attached to them and they were more needy. So they did that. But as children, the children don't understand. They, they just see you with this one doing more with that particular child. So I would definitely say to talk to the children about that. I know I have with, with these two, I'm like, um, someone's like, oh, what's the middle name? I said, they, they'll have the same middle name. <laughs> I was like, uh, because no, they're not going to say this and that one. Oh, is it going to be with a K for your, I said, nope, because I would have to name the other one with a K because I said, no, there's, I, I just, I just witnessed it um, personally. And I know a twin who is currently in her forties, who's still affected by one of the, the parent, um, she, her feeling as though that parent paid more attention to the other twin and she's still dealing with that currently. Mm -hmm. Although the parent said that that wasn't the case, um, it was just that that other twin was more needy. But again, if you don't explain that to the children, then it, just looks different and it just caused resentment towards the children. And I, and I see that. So, yeah, no, I have no favorites. They're all my favorite. I'll be like, you're my favorite first son. You're my favorite second son. You're my favorite third son. You're my favorite twins. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that can help a boy, but I've, I've noticed that, um, in a lot of, um, relationships with parents I'm sitting and I'm watching and I'm seeing hey these children even grown adults are still bickering because something that the parent did with one that they didn't do with the other and won't even explain to them some of them are prideful now they won't even explain to them well this is why I did it 
because I had a parent who told me why they did it to one. But I asked them, have you told them that? Because she needs to hear that from you, not just you telling me about it. So, um, so but she wasn't ready for that. She's like, oh, she, she needs to get counseling. And it's like, no, see, you have to take accountability for that because you, you played a role. Yes, she's an adult now, but to hear that from you would really bring closure to that situation. Yeah, because kids, they often see what we do and then they, they make their own assumptions, but just not just kids, but anybody. They see what somebody does and they, they make assumptions and without knowing what it really is and you're so right about sharing it with the other child so the other child feels heard and understood and yeah. keep uh, calm down the wild imagination yeah you you have to go to them what is it something that they like to do and take out time individually with them and then collectively of course so they don't feel left out yeah thank you thank you for bringing this topic up i think it's very important especially for parents who have more than one. And if they're a single parent, how do you uh, that kind of split your attention and make sure that both kids or three or four, as many as you have, all of them feel enough love and attention. And it's not just uh, in one corner. <laughs> With my case, maybe it was different. Uh, what happened when my daughter was born, when my son was born, the dad also walked away and my daughter was five years old and so what she probably would have seen is that I spend more time with the son who is a little baby and who needs more of me and and oftentimes she thinks that he's my favorite but I, I don't really have favorites they're both my favorites yeah <laughs> hey, my favorite girl my favorite boy yeah <laughs> yeah so thank you for bringing this up. It's, I think it's an important topic. Are there any other ones that you would like to share? Um, well, also to the, the blended families. So when you have that, for instance, when you have um, multiples and they have different fathers. So that's another thing that I experienced too. Um, and yeah, now too, because these are different fathers than the other two. So that is definitely something with my third son. Um, and then his dad passing away. So that was really okay. Not only now he has a different dad, but his dad passed away. And so it's like this two against one. Two have the same dad. I don't. And my dad is not here. So that was something um, that was a challenge for him initially, but then because of their dad welcoming him in too, it kind of helped him out um, in that area. It didn't affect him as much because um, again, he was only six, about to be seven. And also too, I experienced the same thing as well. Um, my two sisters, um, we have different dads. Mm -hmm. So, and they're twins. And so it was like, yeah, that was something too. Like, okay, 
I didn't meet my dad until I was 16. Their dad was around somewhat. Um, but I didn't meet mine until I was 16. And so, and then with them being twins, so they kind of stuck together. So here I am over here to myself or my own friends and my own little space um, because they you know, three years older. And um, again, they, they stuck together. So I was really able to help my youngest son in that. I mean, my, yeah, well, my third youngest currently right now. Um, well, no, these two are the youngest, but my third son with that um, and explaining and, and him not feeling out of place. And then also to experience and me not growing up with my mom. Now I didn't meet my dad until I was 16, but he was still alive. But my mom at two years old, she was murdered. And coincidentally on the same day his dad was murdered, just different years. Um, yeah, very crazy. Um, and so now I was able to experience two things that he experienced. One, you have two older siblings who they have the same parent, you know, the same dad. And then um, one of the parents being absent because they're deceased. So I was able to really, it really helped him to, to get through it. I'm not going to say completely, um, because he still has some questions. He's not too vocal about it. Um, but with him being 1920, I would say it didn't affect him when he was younger, because again, their dad allowed him to be around with them. And he was just excited to be around his brothers. So it was like, he didn't feel different. Um, yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and your wins, your challenges and the solutions. It was a pleasure to have you. For having me and it was a pleasure to be on. Thank you. If you like this episode, please share with somebody who would benefit. You can leave comments, topic suggestions, and add your reviews on Apple Podcasts. It also helps greatly when you download the episode. If you feel lost, emotionally hurt, after divorce, and want to rediscover who you are, you don't have to do it alone. Join our community on Facebook, Limitless Women, Self-Love mindset and support for relationships where we hold trainings and various events to help you thrive and become happy again because life after divorce is possible and can even be great if no one told you today i want you to know that i love you and believe in you because you are limitless